Hey there, Matt Reiners here. As we wrap up 2022, we're going into our vault to bring you some of our most popular episodes. Don't worry though, we'll be back in 2023 to bring you the best and brightest within senior living. Happy holidays. Welcome back. My name is Matt Reiners and I'm the co-founder of Eversound, a company dedicated to improving quality of life for older adults by giving them the gift of hearing. Today, I'm joined by Angie France, who is the Expressions Memory Care Product Manager for Prestige Senior Living. Angie has been with Prestige for over 11 years, beginning her senior living journey as a caregiver, a life enrichment director, an executive director for five years, where she was named the 2019 Washington Administrator of the Year. So we'll give you a round of applause on that. Um, to now in her current role as the product manager, where she supports 24 memory care communities on the West Coast. Angie lives in Gig Harbor, Washington, and loves family time, baking, and the Indianapolis Colts football team. So thanks for joining me today, Angie. <laughs> thanks for having me, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity. Amazing. So Angie, let's jump right into it. And I, you know, you've got quite the background when it comes to helping those living with dementia. What is your philosophy in, in helping those people? Well, Matt, um, as you said, I've been with um, Prestige Senior Living for 11 years, and I started out, you know, as a caregiver and thought it was a little stepping stone to go into the medical field in some way. And um, I just got the bug for um, memory care and senior living in general. And I find that working with those residents that um, are in our memory care communities, uh, we call it expressions because they have expressions of life. Um, I just find that they are so unique and they have great stories to tell us. I think I would say to families that are traveling this journey um, with a diagnosis of dementia or Alzheimer's uh, to be flexible, you know, and look at this as a journey and not as an end. Um, we need to remember that these folks are really still individual people and they shouldn't be de defined by dementia. Um, they really are capable of many things that we've found um, through the years that even though it used to be say it said that they could not uh, learn new things. We know that's not true. Uh, we see them using smart technology even um, in our communities. We partner with a company called Link Senior and we've partnered with Eversound and um, understanding that technology is part of who we are today and it can still be a part of the lives of our residents. Um, finding that they can still learn, that they can still teach us things. Um, that's just been a huge blessing to us through the years. And we just find that it's such a valuable part of getting to know these folks and um, understanding their capabilities. And this is not uh, just a, a diagnosis that's terminal. It's a diagnosis that we can be managed and still have many years of uh, joy and um, impact on society. I love it. It's like the whole holistic view of, of the person, right? And it's it's how do we we help them express themselves throughout this? And uh makes total sense of you know naming it the expressions program. So I love that. Um and, and now Angie, I know you know we're doing this interview right around the holidays, and you know, family time might be a, a, a little bit more difficult. You might be thinking about it differently as we head into it, but you know, how do we make the most of family time with those living with dementia? Well, as I said earlier, um, we need to be flexible. And uh, yes, we have the holidays and there are specific days that we celebrate those holidays, but it doesn't have to be the case with family members that have dementia. 
Um, you know, they, if they're living at home in a home environment and you're going to invite them over, you're going to be visiting them, um, make it make activities in short spurts so that they don't get tired from it. Um, if you're they're living in a community, go in and visit them. Make sure uh, they understand that they have things planned in their own communities. You can work around that. Don't let it stress you, um, but let it be kind of a learning experience for you as well. Um, if you are having um, celebrations in the home, uh, make sure that you have music going. We know that music um, is so important to our residents, understanding what their playlists are, who their favorite singers are, uh, some of their favorite songs. Um, maybe your loved one is maybe speaking what we call word salad. Maybe they don't speak very well and cannot put words together very well in their dementia but having that music available, um, you find that like singing old, you know, Christmas carols or um, old Lang Syne or something like that, they have the capability of still singing those songs. Those words come naturally to them. And so having music, whether, you know, in communities that have Eversound, listening to it through um, their headphones and things like that, very, very helpful. Um, have simple tasks for them to do. You know, maybe it's wrapping a gift. They still remember how to do that, that tactile type thing, or maybe you're cleaning up your kitchen before all the family comes over, give them a broom. They love chores and they love doing those things that came natural to them. Um, maybe it's, you know, putting frosting on a cookie or, um, you know, simple things like that, but also have times where they can go rest where it's quiet, you know, take a nap, um, have those little down times to keep them supported throughout the day. If they're going to be spending the entire day with you, um, just take it easy. Don't force things on them. Understand those things that might cause them anxiety or maybe some challenging behaviors. I know with my own mother-in-law coming over for Christmas dinner, she liked to help set the table with all the china that she had passed down to me. But then when it came eating time, she would take the ranch dressing and put it on her pie instead of on her salad. And so those kinds of things that change, um, talk to family about it beforehand. Um, have them ready, have the, each person take their own time with that loved one to give you a break and make sure that um, you're sharing that and that they understand it's not something to laugh at when those behaviors happen. It's part of the disease. And we just want to make sure that um, that um, loved one has a wonderful day full of joy and also full of rest um, and less anxiety. Yeah, I think it's so important. Um, and it's really, you know, how do you involve the entire family into that that game plan for the day, right? So it's not falling on one person and, and kind of embracing and, you know, living in their reality and really trying to make it a point. And I will admit, I take a lot of naps on holidays myself, so I can definitely relate to that. A good old uh, El Tryptophan in the turkey, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And, and Angie, I know one of the things you mentioned offline is like, you know, when we're spending time with our, our loved ones and family members is, you know, using it as an opportunity to reflect on some of the memories and stories of the past and trying to document their life story to really help with not even just, uh, you know, remembrance, but also trying to use it for some future needs. And I'm curious if you found a better way to go about this and if there's any particular types of information we should be trying to capture. Well, at Prestige, we have what's called My Life Story um, that we won the ICAA award for in 2012. Um, and it's a it's a portfolio that we give family members to fill out information. But one of the ways that I like to talk to people about it is, um, you know, to take a notepad, keep it with you all the time when you're visiting with that loved one um, and jot down things that you notice um, about them. 
how do they structure their day? You know, are they an early riser? Maybe because they grew up on a farm. You know, what do they like to eat or drink first thing in the morning? Um, if you put a cup of orange juice in their hands, do they throw it across the room? Or do you put a, cu a cup of coffee in their hands and they love the warmth of it and they like some cream in it? We like those little things because we find that that helps have their day start better. Um, talk about, learn about things um, as far as, you know, where they grew up. Um, did they go to high school? What were their careers? Uh, were they in military service? Uh, what type of uh, religious traditions do they observe? How do they like to um, dress? Uh, things like that. Do they have favorite colors or favorite foods that they like or favorite music? Those kinds of things that really tell us a little bit of a story about them. And, you know, if you don't have a notepad, these work great. I use my notepad in my phone all the time. I wake up in the middle of the night with an idea and I, you know, we, I voice it into my phone. Um, you can always, you know, keep track of things, keep a list going in your phone if that works for you. But notice those little things about them and see what um, is unique to them. And um, maybe why those things that really bring them joy and make their day go better. Uh, you know, sunshine, do they like to be outside, do they like to garden, hobbies, all those kinds of things that we can either in our homes or in our communities, um, center activities around things that make their day better. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense too, right? It's almost, it's yeah. the person-centered care approach and trying to better understand who the the person is and, you know, what what excited them maybe when they're working and stuff and really trying to craft things around that. I think it's, it's, it's such a simple but powerful idea, right? And I think there's definitely communities or at homes where people are kind of missing the ball on that. Um, and, and, and Angie, one thing I want to ask too, so, you know, what would you say to the family who is visiting their loved one or their loved ones visiting them? You know, they haven't been diagnosed with anything, you know, quite yet, but, you know, this isolation has definitely taken its toll on everybody. But what would you say to that family that is starting to notice like a mental decline in, in a loved one? Well, I think you need to be observant, first of all, of safety issues in the home. You know, so many of the folks that come to us, um, it's through an emergency situation. You know, it's kind of the last thing. Families hadn't planned for it, or maybe they planned for it, but it happened a lot faster. Maybe they fell in the home or uh, they got outside their home and got lost. Um, we call that an elopement in, in our communities. And so we want to be aware of those things that are happening as far as safety in the, in the home. You know, what are they um, not doing anymore? Are they not taking care of their needs as far as hygiene needs? Are they, you know, going through some changes physically uh, with that? And um, maybe uh, they're leaving the water running or they're leaving the, the stove on, or maybe they're, they've lost items or they're not paying their bills. That's another big thing that happens too. And so I would be, um, as a family, be aware of those things. And we find uh, so many people move in with us after the holidays because they've come together and it's like this reality hits. And it's like my mom or my dad, they're doing this or do they're doing that. And this is not who they used to be. And sometimes it can be quite surprising. Um, some of the things, you know, maybe they're hoarding things or maybe they're eating food that, you know, is out of date. All of those things that you can observe around their home environment is so important. Make sure you're journaling those and taking that information down and then have that conversation with your family members. Are you going to have a designated person that's going to be in charge of 
looking out for mom or dad and making some decisions. Maybe you need to get start to work towards getting a, a durable power of attorney in place or, you know, looking at finances and seeing where they are. Are they paying those bills and do they have enough to stay in their home and have maybe some home care or maybe they need to go in a community where they're safer? Um, all of those questions come up. Um, as we get together during the holidays, and sometimes it can kind of be scary and confounding, um, but know that you need to get resources together. There's there are plenty of people out there that can help you through that process, and don't you know just be ready to ask questions and learn. Yeah, I think it's so important to be proactive, right, and uh, and and trying to take those necessary steps and, and have some of those difficult conversations just to kind of you know establish some baselines and. So as a family, you guys can kind of uh, attack it and, and help in a cohesive unit. So I think that's some really good advice there, Angie. And, you know, if you could give family members of those living with dementia, just like three guiding principles as they head into the new year, what would you say? I would say, first of all, take care of yourself um, because it is a road to travel and you, you need to take care of yourself to be able to travel the road. Um, and do this work um, for your loved one. And, and it's not always easy. Um, so if you're taking care of yourself, that's really important. We hear a lot about self-care these days and, and we find it for our caregivers, for all of our staff and um, through all the families that come to us, um, you know, those families that walk in the front door and they're up on the ceiling because they don't know what to do. They've had an emergency. So prepare yourself, take care of yourself. Um, and then I would say also to um, put your CSI hat on. Um, I think um, when you put that CSI hat on and look at, at all the environment around you and see what's happening, um, it helps you to kind of look at the little things like I talked about safety and things like that. Um, when we really frame our minds around seeking and being curious, um, I think that's really important for what we do and the, and the journey ahead as we try to take care of our loved one and do the, do the best for them. And then the last thing would be to look at resources. Um, have your resources available and ready. Know where you can go to immediately. And there's so much information online. You know, um, if your loved one doesn't even have very good finances, you know, there's Medicaid options um, in senior living that um, many communities do take Medicaid. Or maybe you need to roll through that process and look for some legal help or financial help. Um, and maybe you need some, you know, um, help for you to get through that process of looking through those resources. And, and there are people out there who do those kinds of things. Um, always be wary of, you know, those that are trying to, you know, do it for money and things like that. You know, there's lots of available for veterans um, for long term care and things like that. So so be aware um, of those things and be aware um just of, of yourself through that whole process, I think is the main goal though, and taking care and being ready and willing to do what needs to be done. And maybe you need to partner with other family members um, through that process. So, and there's options for guardians. If you're not up for the task, you know, there's always um, ways that you can get a guardian to help with you as well. And so um, do the best that you can taking care of yourself. Don't let it damage your own finances and things like that but also look out for your loved one and make sure that they're safe and they're well taken care of. Awesome. A lot of great tidbits and pieces of information in that, Angie. And, you know, I just want to thank you for your time and uh, joining us here today. Yeah. Glad to be with you, Matt. It's a great time of year to kind of come together and have conversations around this area and all the things that you have to look at and think about and, and uh, just, trying to stay focused on but stay focused on the good things you know that's that's the positive like i said don't don't define dementia don't define a person by dementia 
um, look at them and all of their capabilities and what they can teach you and advice they can give you and just the joy that they can be part of your family and the, what they can still contribute. We need to give you a microphone to drop off at, the drop <laughs> after that one, Angie. So it's such a, it's such a great reminder, right? It's, it's focus on the positives and what we can still do rather than what we can't and you know, taking it day by day. So love that. <laughs>